happy Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, what's going on? It's Jason Jones of The Athletic. It's your latest edition of Post 82 from what I would call a very typical Kings loss, the way this season has gone. Uh, this time around, the Kings had a six-point lead with 122 to play. Give up a couple of, give up back-to-back threes. Uh, give up a layup with .8 on the clock in regulation. Go on to lose at Miami 118-113 in overtime. Uh, a game that um, Miami was without Jimmy Butler, who sat this one out. Uh, so, and Kings were really in control of this game for you know, a good stretch in the second half. Like I said, up six with less than 90 seconds to go. You've got to close this out. And some of the Kings... Uh, Hiccups showed up again. Uh, late game execution, maybe some f- foul calls that don't go the way they would like. You know, just a lot of things. Uh, but still, the Kings can't pull this one out. Uh, like I said, no Jimmy Butler for the Heat. You know, he missed a game with right hip soreness. So you would think maybe the Kings are feeling good. And they 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 were looking at, you know, no South Beach fluid appeared, you know, like they... Uh, had resisted all that comes with being in Miami to go ahead and play a good game. But nevertheless, the Kings still dropped this game just because, well, like I said, we could point to some calls. Maybe Bam uh, pushes off a little bit or gets away with an offensive foul uh, on his uh, shot with 0.8 to go, 0.8 seconds to go in the game. But still, I'm putting a lot of this on the Kings. Uh, You're up six with... 122 to go you're out here uh giving up you know can't give up threes you know gave up you you, you know it seems like the, the thing with the kings this year you're up three what hurts you most a three yet they gave up threes and it happened again tonight no and what can you really say at this point i mean this is just kind of the identity of this team this is this team dna right now They've lost 14-17, five in a row. Third losing streak to see them of at least five games. Can't really, you know, blame this on injuries. I mean, you're missing Rashawn Holmes, but that's, you know, really in terms of your key guy, that's the only guy out. Yeah, it's just, there's just, you know, too much going wrong. And even, it's like, even when they had chances, you know, they get it, they go up 105-103 with 1.9 seconds to play in regulation. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa. Misses a layup, gets his own rebound, puts the ball, puts it back in. You say 1.9 seconds to go, 1.9. Don't give up a layup. Force a tough shot. You know, even if they give up a two, you know what? Make it a tough two. You know, maybe if it's a guy taking an off-balance three. Whatever you do, don't give up a layup. So, of course, the Kings gave up a layup. And, yeah, it's just, man. <laughs> man, it's, you know, and on that play... Uh, I see my man Brian uh, Scout with Brian on Twitter, or you know, Scout by Brian. Uh, he broke down that play the uh, Heat scored on. You know, obviously, late in that game, the Kings are switching everything, but you've got Corey Joseph in there, and I'm going to go ahead and troll some of y'all and say, hey, if that was Trevor Ariza, you had a little more size in there, but whatever, whatever. But uh, you're switching everything in that situation. Marvin Bagley is defending the inbound pass because. With 1.9 to go, you're, you, you're, uh, my assumption is you put a bigger athletic guy out there and hope that 
even if he just tips the ball once and it goes back out of bounds, you're t- knocking some time off the clock. But there really wasn't enough pressure on the ball, on the inbounds pass. You know, and once the um, the uh, Heat got the switch they wanted, you end up with Corey Joseph fronting Bam, and you know, Bam out of Bayo, and <laughs> that's no match. Bam is playing like uh, people think he might be an All Star this year, and you can't ask Corey Joseph, to, you know, to hold out that long or really hold off Bam near the paint anyway. It looks like Bam got away with an offensive foul, but you know what? So what? I I'm not here to hear about the last two minute we got screwed. I don't want to hear it really. I mean, why was this game? Why was it even a two point game? Why? Because you give up threes when you're up six. So you're you give up a three when you're up three. This game shouldn't even been in been in that situation. You know, you've got to close stuff out, and the Kings are just bad at that. And they more times than not, I just feel like they're not closing out these games. And that's why they have the record that they have right now, 15 and 28, tied with Minnesota for second worst record in the Western Conference. And that's why you're that team. And I think at this point, we got to stop talking about, well, what this team did last season, what this team did last season. This ain't last season. And the team last season played pretty bad from early February on through the end of the season. People forget 9 and 16 after the break. That wasn't a good team after the break. And they're still not a good team. So, can we please pause on all the, well, they were good last year. They were good last year. No one cares about last year. All I know is what I see this year, and I see a team that's struggling to execute the fundamentals, the basics. You're up three. Don't give up a three. You know, defend the inbounds pass better. Just basic things. And even with all that, they still had a chance to win in overtime because Miami turned the ball low. You know, you're coming out in OT, and – this sequence here was just like maddening. You call a timeout. Call a timeout. Uh, <laughs> you call a timeout down um, 9.3 seconds. You're down 116-113. What do you do if you're the Sacramento Kings? Inbound the ball. Turnover. Bogdan Bogdanovich throws the ball. I mean, fuck that credit for the turnover, but it wasn't a good pass. Out of bounds. So you think, okay, down three, 5.2 seconds to go, game over. Nope. Miami is just trying to give this game away. Like, come on, Sacramento. Do y'all want this? You can have it. No. They throw, they turn the ball over on the inbounds pass. Buddy ends up with it. Buddy finds bogey. Um, the uh, Heat converge on him. James Johnson blocks bogey shot. His three, game over. You saw the replay. Maybe if Bogey pumps fake, he can get it over to Buddy for a better look. But in that situation, it's almost a scramble thing. I don't really fault him for trying to shoot the shot just because, well, hey, you kind of had to do – you had to do something, but still. The fact they even had a chance to (laughs) tie the game at 116 at that point was just amazing. And still, still couldn't get it done. No, Miami tried to keep them in the game. So up Wednesday, you go into Detroit. You're not – on a six on a five game losing streak. And Detroit isn't exactly a world beater right now, but neither is the King. So <laughs> it's not like the Kings can go in there feeling like, oh yeah, this is where we get right. Yeah, because I mean Detroit's sixteen and twenty eight, lost their last game, but still they've got a big man in Andre Drummond who could be a problem for the Kings because the Kings right now, especially without uh 
you know, they don't have a lot of size up front. You know, they've been using Dwayne Dedman, you know, off the bench behind Marvin Bagley as a at center and. But you know Marvin's going to start, and oh, that's not going to be that's going to be a that's a good test. You know, Drummond's big, he's physical, and this Kings team as a whole not a very physical team. So I'll be interested to see just how they respond. The Pistons are in a similar spot as the Kings in terms of their record, but also probably feeling like, hey, we're only three games out of the last playoff spot, we could still get in. Yeah, so they've got to be feeling like you know. Maybe we can get a couple of wins in a row. And they look at the Kings like, hey, they're struggling. They're playing bad basketball. This could be one of our get-right games. So how will the Kings respond to that? Are they going to man up and, you know, take that challenge? Or are they just going to go ahead and let, be, you know, be a slump buster for Detroit? That'll be interesting to see. But just in terms of uh, Friday, I'm not, sorry, Friday, got my days all mixed up. Monday, SOS, same old stuff, or SOK, same old Kings. Uh, messing up the messing up the details, doing the things that you know the minor plays to win games, and it's a shame because for the most part they played a pretty solid game start to finish, and it's it's a shame that when the pressure was on, when it you know when the game was tight, that's when the game got away from them, and it's gonna be it's gonna continue to be a um, a problem a theme until they fix this you know and right now I don't know about what y'all are doing out there. I'm checking out you know, some of the names of these college prospects because this is looking like a guaranteed trip back to the lottery. The only reason the Kings weren't there last year because they didn't have their first round pick. But, yeah, it's looking like a, a nice little trip back to the lottery. Uh, if you care about stats and who did what, uh, Buddy Hill, 20.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Buddy also took 19 shots, 17 were threes. Uh, I don't know how you, how you feel about that. And he was 5 of 17 on three. That's a whole lot of threes to be taken and only make five. Kings took 51 threes in the game and only made 13. And still somehow almost won this game. That's amazing. Um, they you know they ran to some zone defense and, you know, and tried to shoot over the top of it. And between uh, Buddy and Bogey, Bogey was 3 of 11 on threes, 5 of 15 overall. So the guys who took, you know, Two of them, that's the most of the shooting, uh, didn't have a good three nights on the three. De'Aaron Fox, 0 of 7 on threes, 7 of 22 for the game. So, yeah, the Kings can expect to see a lot more of that zone. I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, teams are going to throw zone at them just because, I mean, look what it did to them tonight. I would throw zone at them too. Uh, forced them to try to run half court offense. Uh, it's not a strength, wasn't a strength last year. Let's see if they can, you know, I'd make them do it all the time. And before I get out of here, want to answer a question from Twitter. Um, let me get, get my man's name right for you. So so I make sure you know who I'm responding to. Uh, and uh, let, me see, let me give you my man's name. I want. Um, I was about to say I didn't want. I want to say it wrong. Bear with me, folks. This is this is called scrolling on the laptop to make sure you get the name right. Thought I jotted it down, but. Clearly, I didn't. Uh, all I'm seeing is a lot of angry Kings fans in my mentions, as I would expect. Uh, a lot of people angry at Luke Walton, as I would expect. Uh, uh, my man Dylan Thompson, let's make sure I get his name right. Yeah, Dylan Thompson asked why, you know, with Marvin Bagley back, 
why is that leading to Harry Giles not playing and can't they play together? Well, here's the deal with that in terms of development, priority, so on and so forth. Marvin's the priority. So Marvin's going to get the bulk of those minutes. And Harry is essentially becomes a backup center. But some of this is also matchup related when it comes to playing center. Uh, you're playing a, a guy like Bam against Miami. You're playing a guy like Andre Drummond against Detroit. In both cases, the Kings are are you know are going to be not don't have the the girth, the size, the physical strength to match up with those guys, unless you go with uh, well the best chance you got probably got is Dwayne Detman. So you got there is Deadman getting some of those minutes behind Bagley and if the Kings go small you can use uh, Bielitsa as a center so that just kind of knocks Harry down the totem pole and if the Kings are going to try to play their idea of spacing the floor it's hard to do so if you're going to play Giles and Bagley together because neither one of them is a big time three-point shooter I mean Bagley takes them Giles really hasn't been a three-point shooter really in his career at this stage so that alters what you can what you can run, I believe, and I think there's still room for for Harry to play. I just think lately, at least these last couple of games, it has a lot to do with just the side of the centers they're playing against. Yeah, Luke is going to lean toward using Deadman, who's a veteran, who's bigger, who's stronger, to kind of deal with those situations. So I really don't know what's going to happen with Harry's minutes once Rashawn is back, because Luke will have a decision to make. Does he go ahead and uh, does he keep Marvin in the starting lineup as a power forward and start Rashawn? No, or does he, you know, I can't see him benching Marvin because a big priority, like I said, is getting Marvin time on the court, getting Marvin better, improving Marvin's game. So that's kind of the skinny or little kind of synopsis of what's happening with um, Harry's minutes. Now that Marvin is off the minutes restricted and playing more, the more Marvin can play, that's the less opportunity for Harry. Once Rashawn is back, it's even less opportunity for Harry. So it could be back in another situation where Harry's going to kind of stay ready, wait, and see what happens. So hope I answered your question. Uh, if I didn't, hit me up again and let me know what more I can do. I can break it down for you some more from what I know. And uh, I'll be in Detroit on Wednesday, so I'll be there in person to kind of catch up with the team and see what's going on by then. The uh, trade from the weekend will be a, should be official. Uh, Trevor Ariza, Winyan Gabriel, Caleb Swanigan to Portland for Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, and two second round picks. Uh, Kings get um, they don't uh, once they don't get in this trade they get smaller on the perimeter which they don't really need with some of their issues especially considering that Bazemore hasn't had his best season but I still do believe that this is the first in what could be many multiple moves before the trade deadline. So there you have it. That's what I've got for you. Check back later on Tuesday. Myself and Kenny Carraway will be giving you the latest edition of Throne Room Breakdown. Pretty sure we'll talk about the Heat game. We'll talk about Luke Walton and his coaching. Talk about just everything you want to know, Kings related, maybe some NBA stuff. Kenny will, will want to talk the Niners. I'll try to calm that talk because uh, nothing is more annoying living in Northern California than when the Niners are good and all the people who you didn't know were Niner friends start coming out the woodwork and wearing their Niner clothes to the gym and start saying that annoying bang, bang, Niner gang thing, which is sounds like my five-year-old made that up, by the way. And I know 
Uh, my boy E40 and all, you know, I know that's his thing, but yeah, I, it's, it's maybe if you're not a Niner fan, you can't get it. it it's annoying. So I'm going to stop <laughs> stop right there before Kenny and the rest of, I don't know what Niner fans call themselves as a, as a collective before y'all all get mad at me again. So y'all be easy out there. It's Jason Jones of The Athletic. Kings lose to Miami 118-113 in overtime. Uh, another bad stretch of basketball for them right now. Let's see what they do Wednesday in Detroit. Y'all be good out there. Take care.